Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A warm welcome once again to the 24th episode of Iftar for Soul. Uh, it's uh, it's almost uh, it's almost over. Uh, I guess um, I, I might have so today is the twenty fourth. I might have five or four or five more episodes depending on how many days Ramadan will have. Um, no, five or six more episodes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes although I'm an engineer, my my math is um, you know. With age, uh, numbers can not be at a at a point. Numbers are not your strongest suit. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, this could actually be. I I I might actually have five or six more episodes, but um, thanks to the overwhelming response that I've received so far, I am definitely considering extending the 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 podcast. Uh, perhaps not as frequent as it is now. But I, I, I still have to uh, think about it, uh, as I have also mentioned it earlier. If you have any particular questions uh, or topics that you would like me to address, uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, conduct my research on that and then come back with an, uh, with an episode of podcast. Um, I have already received one uh, topic and it is about forgiveness. Um, and I, I, I will have to see when I start with that. But I think if the forgiveness topic does not come across in the next four, five to six episodes, I'm definitely going to do another one on uh, on that. Um, having said that, so the surah at hand today is the surah 80. Uh, it's called um, surah Abasa, uh, which has been translated by Imam al-Mawdudi as he frowned. And the, the 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 translation from 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 this website that I also referred to Quran.com. I think it's it's a very interactive website. You can actually use a search function to uh, to look down look out for some uh, topics. For example, yesterday I just had to type search. I had to type assumption in search, and I could see all the uh, ayats that had uh, uh, assumptions in them. So I can really recommend this uh, website, Quran.com, quite simple to remember. And they refer to Sahih International Dr. Mustafa Khattab for the translations. And there are several other uh, scholars behind that. You can have a look for yourself uh, in the information section. And of course, uh, if you feel generous, uh, do support them uh, by, by donations. Uh, all right. Uh, so Abasa has been also translated as frowned. So... It is this this surah the uh, the the entire surah is spread over forty two ayat but I'm only going to refer to the first uh, few ayat namely one through the fourth yes um, and before I I I start talking about this uh, surah uh, before I start um, going through these ayat I would like to mention that. Something very profound has been conveyed here, and we need to perhaps think in terms of of um, of, of people. We need to put ourselves in the shoes of people who are there to spread a message, and that could also mean people who make a new Instagram profile or or a social media profile, and they want to reach out masses, or not only that, or even someone starting a new podcast. And um, we all like to, if I'm starting a new business, a new cafe, a new restaurant, I always have a strategy of how to market and how to spread the word. 
um, for example, you know, if a new restaurant opened in Berlin, they reach out to all our to all us food bloggers, and they invite us over for a free meal, and then we talk about that on our blog and so on. We you all know the trail how it works. Um, so now we're looking at from the Islamic perspective, we are looking at a message which has been given to the Prophet Muhammad by Allah through Angel Gabriel. Uh, his salam that, uh, as we as as the belief goes in the, uh, in Islam, and uh, Prophet Muhammad had a specific strategy, right? Um, he wanted he wanted that because there was a lot there was oppression and there was um um. Uh, uh, what what's um the word I'm forgetting? So there was yes there was resistance to his message, uh, active resistance, uh, not only by words, uh, by rebuke or or verbal abuse, but also physical abuse and uh, and Prophet Muhammad thought that if he would get to, uh, um, if he would get the 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 influencing party of the Quraysh of the tribes uh, at a table and talk to them, it might help him uh, secure a safer position, and perhaps it will help him spread the message uh, with more, uh, um, uh, with 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 the proper backup, and uh, and of course. Um, you know, as I, as I said, like you know, this is this is something that we need to we need to keep in our minds that we always try to reach out to people. I mean, one of our wishes uh, is that you know, when we are recognized by someone in, with more authority, with more power, in 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 a certain dominion, for example, you know, in the in the food blog uh, industry, if I am if I am a food blogger who is uh, making recipes, I would be so happy if if my recipe has been given a shout out or uh, linked at of uh, of a food blog of of one of the famous chefs or a restaurant, for example, um, New York Times cooking that you know they have they have a channel Kitchen Stories is a is a is a is a is a major name in 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 sharing recipes in Berlin, and I would I would feel first I would also if if I really would like to promote my blog I'd I'd I would tag these people, I mean I need I don't need to go through the details of this strategy whatever but I, what I'm trying to get at is, um it is always um a person always feel a bit more secure uh, that his message might carry a bit more weight and recognition if it has been uh, if it comes in the hands of uh, of of influence influencing people of the, of that of that of that time and space so the surah was actually revealed uh, at the time when prophet muhammad sallallahu um, he was in the company of the big chiefs of Mecca, actually, and they were sitting in that assembly, um, and uh, they were earnestly engaged in trying to persuade. Uh, you know, there was there was a dialogue going on. You can imagine that you know there's a in today's time like there's a meeting room and there's a discussion going on, and about about accepting Islam, what Islam what Islam is, etc. So what happens in this in this period? So uh, a blind man a blind man walks in. And the blind man walks in and he literally shouts and he's like, tell me, uh, tell me what, um, uh, teach me from what Allah taught you. Teach me from what Allah taught you. And the blind man doesn't realize what's happening there. So um, he just walks up to the Prophet and he starts uh, uh, shouting at them. And when, the, when, these, when these elite Quraysh, uh, they, they, um, uh, they met the Prophet Muhammad, one of the requirements was that they do not want uh, any... Um, 
uh, any uh, anyone in their perspective from the lower class to be around them, uh, which was their requirement. It was not the requirement of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu And uh, so this guy walks in uh, and uh, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu did not sh- shun him away. He did not shoo him away. He did not... He did not um, uh, get get uh, get angry or whatsoever. So when he was actually shouting and uh, disrupting the entire discussion, he he shouted perhaps twice or thrice. And at that moment, Prophet Muhammad he frowned, but he did not frown in a in a in a in a way that like poof or like oh. He did not make those sounds. Also, he just slightly just on his face. So it's a blind man, right? So the blind mind does not know that he has. Um, uh, uh, he has received that reaction from Prophet Muhammad So in that moment, Prophet Muhammad just frowned in a way that he just brought his eyebrows close to each other. And that's all he did. And, uh, and the, the narration goes. And in that moment, the surah comes down where Allah talks about. So this is where I will uh, now read those ayahs so you get the exact imagery here. So Allah says, Allah says that, he frowned and turned his attention away. Simply because the blind man came to him interrupting. You never know, O Prophet, perhaps he may be purified. Um, the ayah gets longer, so I, I think I'll just skip the Arabic part because I guess most of my uh, um, audience perhaps may not be even Arabic speakers. So sorry. So the third ayah goes, you never know a prophet, perhaps he may be purified. The fourth ayah, or he may be mindful, benefiting from the reminder. Uh, so the reason why I mentioned the, the Arabic word in the beginning, abasa, it means to, uh, what was it? Yeah, it means to move the eyebrows close to each other. So you don't make a sound, you don't make any, any, any any sound of uh, discomfort or or uh, or displeasing uh, uh, reaction, it's just a frown. The reason why I'm being very clear here is because of the following. So at this point, when Prophet Muhammad Sallam felt that he was in the middle of an important discussion and he knew that he got the 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 influential, the powerful people at hand. Perhaps in that moment he felt that you know this this guy this um, this person uh, in this moment um, may not provide provide the benefits that that these people would provide, which is completely a fair way to think, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, if we if I think from my perspective, so if I'm if I'm a food blogger, I'm using the same example because I feel it's just so relatable. What what's the topic that I'm getting to here? Um, that, you know, if I, if I feel that I'm getting a shout out by a profile who has perhaps, I don't know, um, followers in thousands to 50,000, whatever, or for example, if, if, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a new product and if my product has been, um, what's that word? It's, uh, it's marketed by, by, a. What was that word? I'm I'm seriously forgetting that word. It's used in marketing. So if if my product is uh, let's say um, promoted by a big name, right? So for example, if I I have a new lotion or whatever, so a person in a brand in power, if they uh, bestow their name on on my brand, you know my recognition will be much more than compared to a brand that does not have much more following, right? 
So at that point, it is very, at this point, so when Prophet Muhammad frowned, Allah sent down the surah directly saying that, as, you, as, as I read it out to you, that just simply because he's a blind man, he came interrupting you, frowned, you never know that perhaps he may be purified and that it, maybe he's, he's mindful and that you might benefit, from, uh, and that he's more mindful and that he wants to benefit from the reminder. Because Allah knew what was hot and of, and the, of the people who were sitting right there. Because if you go, to, if you continue the surah, you will see what Allah talks about the people of, of Quraysh. But what's interesting here, what the, the, what the Islamic scholars and also the, after the, 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 uh, the attitude that Prophet Muhammad had towards um, people who, are, who, are, who had a disability was, was, was remarkable. So here the, the topic that comes into mind is our treatment and our reactions of how we look up to people who, who, are, who are having some kind of disability, the people of handicap from our society. So one, one disclaimer I'd really like to make here is that, that when Prophet Muhammad frowned in, in, in the way that I just described, it, it does not, the, the treatment does not, uh, as, as Imam uh, uh, Abul Mauludi um, uh, describes that, the, the idea behind this is that Allah expressed his displeasure was not because Prophet Muhammad in his heart, he had, he neglected uh, or disregarded the, um, that, that blind man and he considered that the, rich, uh, that the rich person was more noble and the blind man was poor and, and contemptible. That was not the, um, that, was, that was not the idea here. The idea was that, that Prophet Muhammad approach to spreading the message had to be corrected here. So it was the approach which was in itself uh, became the topic um, here and not that Prophet Muhammad had something in his heart um, against that poor, uh, poor blind man. So it's, 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 it's interesting because when I was, now I'm going to talk about a bit more treatment, treatment of, of, of people in our societies when it comes to um, dis, dis, people with disabilities. Um, I, I also have some examples from the prophetic life, which I would like to highlight a bit later in, the, in this episode. But, you know, it was really interesting to, to read that Many societies, especially the societies which were before the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu uh, before his advent, they always thought that the people who were who were disabled, who had some kind of disability, they were handicapped in certain way, be it mental or be it physical, they were always considered a burden on the society. They were always considered someone who have had, who has had a curse. Some people were not even allowed to be around them because they thought that if we sit with them. They might, um, they might, you know, affect us. They, uh, they, we might come under their spell. So they were also considered witches. They were con- they, their, their status in society was never positive or never empowering. And it's, it's interesting that uh, a, philo- a renowned philosopher, Plato, actually said that they are, they, they are a damaging factor to the Republic. So if you... Um, if you look at several philosophers um, um, and several um, and, and several notable figures, even after the Prophet Muhammad the the people with with special needs were always considered a burden, not only on the society or the economic system, but also on the health system, right? Because they cannot, some of the people who were with handicap, they cannot even go to work yet. They 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 are the part of the the system where they where the the health system where they have to take care of them. So these people were always considered 
a burden. They were always looked down upon. They were not. They were not given. They were. They were not given the 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 reputation. They should have been given just because. Uh, just um, they should have been given because they were human also, but just because they had a certain kind of handicap and disability, they were dis- they were completely disregarded. And actually, um, after the surah was revealed, and whenever he used to see this man, the Prophet Muhammad his name was Ibn Um, um Maktoum. I guess, yes, exactly. Ibn Um Maktoum. Uh, whenever he used to see, whenever he used to see this man, and he used to say that you know welcome, and whenever he used to say welcome to the man, due to him I was admonished by by, by Allah. So you know you see this humility in Prophet Muhammad sallam that he does does not only realize that uh, that that his, his approach had to be corrected, but then he goes a step forward and making it up for it. He this this man this blind man actually ended up becoming a muazzin, and this is one of the one of the most uh, notable and honorable position in the of that time in that society where he was he was given um uh, the honor to actually call people to prayer and not only that he was also given a leadership position uh for uh, for certain um in in, uh, in the office uh, of that time so prophet muhammad always made sure that these people felt part of the society and an important part of the society so much so that once it has been reported that a, a woman she was uh, she she was mentally uh, challenged that she came up to the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi and she uh, um and um, she mentioned that uh, uh, that i wish you to uh, that i wish you to um to walk with me and then you just to just to just to go just to go around with me and then Prophet Muhammad said that yes, I I would I would go as far as you would like me to go. And then you know they go out for a walk, and he just follows her wherever she goes, and that was that was really that was really interesting that you know in a person who's usually mentally challenged, you know our reaction to them is perhaps that we might not even want to greet them, let alone that we want to listen to what they were that we want to do what they ask us to do, right? And then there was this. There was this another uh, example. There was that that that's a really humble example. That um, there was this one blind man, you know, who could not really go and pray in the Prophet Prophet Muhammad mosque, and then he said, if he could actually come and pray in his home, and now imagine that he actually said yes to that, and he went and he actually went. He did not just go and touch the wall and said, okay, you're blessed now, and then he went back, but he actually went to his home. And he asked, okay, where do you usually pray in your home? And then the blind man shows him and then they have this uh, prayer and then he leaves. Now imagine that a man of that stature, you know, that he is the leader of that community and he finds out time for people who are, who are not as fortunate as the others or not as... I mean, I can imagine that if he was living in a society where, where, you know, we, where these people who are blind or perhaps disabled are not are not looked upon with with much value as a contributor to the society and but in this moment this person he just had to request once and prophet sallallahu went to show that we should not internalize this idea that the the people who are disabled are actually um you know that 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 they are they are cursed or that they are a burden on the society because imagine if we are you know, if we are we are we are struggling from some kind of disability, be it mental or physical, and we already feel bad for not for not being normal in quotation marks, so to say, and when we see people actually acting towards 
differently towards us. We know this might even feel us, make us feel even worse about our um, uh, our our position in the society. We might we might f- end up feeling a burden not only on our families, on our caretakers, but also, but also on the on the society because we realize that we are not putting any any what is our contribution to the society and the at the end of the day, right? So Prophet Muhammad ensured that he was present, he was present around these people who were challenged mentally and physically by some uh, uh, form of disability. And, and uh, what, what is really interesting also is that, <clears throat> that Prophet Muhammad promoted this, this, I mean, if you look, if you look at this, if you look at this ayah, right, and if you if you go through that, the language that has been used is actually in third person. It's not that you frowned; it is actually that he frowned. So in Arabic, uh, perhaps it's easier for people to understand that the by saying, I mean, I think in English, let's say if you're if you're royalty, right? So you would say that we are displeased. So by we, you do not actually mean the people around you, but we, as in me. So here, Allah even even addresses that since I'm going to critique him in his, uh, in, his, uh, in, his, in, his, in his methodology, Allah shows the right way to critique someone with respect, wisely, and by choosing the right words. So you don't shame someone, right? You don't, you don't attack someone when, you are, uh, when you, are, you, you are being critical with someone. I mean, in, in our societies, you know, for example, like it's just so nowadays, for instance, it's just so hard to critique someone if the people get just so defensive. But I don't blame the people who are being criticized, but I, it's also how we criticize. We find out something, something weak or something, especially with celebrities. When we find out something small that perhaps the challenge that they are going through, the tabloid completely messes up their reputation. You know, you have these tabloids filled up with these headlines and, you know, the pressure poor, these poor people feel. Like, I, am, I, am, I have sympathy for them, especially in these moments when, when something happens with them that, 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 they did not, that it was out of their control and that is definitely sabotaging for their image, for their public image. But we, just to get numbers on our, or more readers on our, on our, um, on, uh, our page, we start making money, we start making profit, we start profiting on on people's um, uh, on 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 people's diffi- difficult times on people what what they what, what they what they are going going through, I don't I don't I wouldn't want to now start naming uh, celebrities uh, who have actually been through that but this is something we can we can all take a step back and think about right when we already know that the person is suffering through something and it's 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 a difficult time but we just for our publicity of our magazine, of our website, or of our blog, or whatever, we start, you know, we start crit- criticizing them in, in, in very unhealthy ways. No, no wonder why these, you know, becoming a face is, is, a, is a curse and a blessing at the same time. Because every move is, is, is noted by people. So here the, the, the idea is that, that it is okay to, to point out flaws in someone and actually you know the the mind if you look at the it is it is remarkable if you look at the people who were after the early the early muslims uh if you look at the first muslims who were who uh, after the death of the prophet Muhammad and even during during his time a caliph in his position actually said once uh, um, uh, uh, umar bin al-khattab 
he said that um, that I I want may Allah have mercy upon the man that guides me on my mistakes. The gift of critique that that was that that's what the the word they they used. But now we live in in times of being offended. Like I feel like you cannot basically say anything without having offended anybody. And uh, that is, you know, people have just become so victimized of the problems they've had in their lives that they feel that they 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 deserve sympathy no matter what. So it's just has become so hard to actually voice out what actually how actually we feel. But as I said, but the problem is not only of voicing out, but we also need to know how do we voice out. I think one of the biggest biggest problems with the freedom of expression is that we we feel entitled of this freedom, so much so that we ignore the respect that comes with it. We are free to express and say whatever we want, but we also should know and understand the respect that comes that 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 that, that needs to be considered of a certain of a certain individual. So I think it's just a beautiful um, incident, incident that has that that comes to light here. That you know that that the that Allah says that you know you don't know what is in heart in that uh, of that person. So perhaps if these chiefs of the Quraysh they are saying that we don't want to be surrounded by poor people, etc., we are influential. But Allah says that. Perhaps this person who is a blind man, maybe he becomes of a more valuable asset to you than actually these people who are sitting right next to you. That's what, you know, this is what many scholars co- comment on. So for example, if you look at, I can really recommend the, the video of Dr. Umar Suleiman on, he did a series on the 40s hadith on social justice. And this is the episode number 35, uh, where he talks about uh, the treatment of the disability, uh, treatment with the uh, people with the disabilities, like how to, how to handle them. And you would come across this beautiful examples that 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 Prophet Muhammad set for people to follow, and you know it's it's interesting that actually uh, Doctor Sheikh Hamza Yusuf actually um, uh, comments on that. He says that Islam was perhaps at, in that time, not now anymore, was perhaps in the first system or the the first state level system that clearly mentioned that there is no place for racism in clear words there's no place for racism all men men women are equal they have been created equal there should be no bias there should be no mistreatment based on gender or disabilities you know this is back in the 7th uh, uh, 7th century you know such paramount words were said at that time and these were not these were not only just said prophet muhammad actually said that these are the these are the 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 characteristics of a believer these are the characteristics of someone who calls himself a muslim but then when you see what's happening in today's time and and you know this these 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 are the examples you know when i look back and i see what's happening right now i mean for me this is the moment where i realize that that and this is the moment where i i tell myself yes this is the reason why i started to study islam because I, I used to see what happened in the society. You know, some sometimes people, I, I have seen, I, I feel it, it saddens me to say this. I have seen people making fun of, of people having mental um, uh, challenges. 
you know people would actually mimic the the way they would act in the uh, act in public and they would make fun of them and they would mock at mock them for for how they would they would speak how they would behave and how they would walk even and and even not only that people sometimes they even have difficulties walking and and then you see people making fun of them so you know Allah says that that don't look on what's on the outside you never know what is on the inside and how smart this person can be then you know we need to we need to internalize the fact that disability means that that only one part is something that he's unable to do it does not it does not render the person disabled it's only one aspect or perhaps multiple or maybe two whatever but it's only that aspect of his that is that 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 is uh, that that is unable to perform the function but the person itself is not disabled and i think this is such a beautiful message that we need to all internalize and 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 see that we we are out there to give protection to these people to give respect to these people to because they are already feeling they already feel bad i mean imagine the self esteem of these people right i i know there have been so many i'm i'm, I'm not pitting every uh disabled person out there but but i'm just saying i'm just right now talking about the the attitude people have towards these people in our times and and i know of so many people who 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 come out even stronger i respect so many people with disabilities who have who have learned how to live with them and they are setting examples like look at i mean i i am impressed by you know you have olympics and then you have the paralympics i mean i would love one day just to just to you know get to know one of these people in 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 person because these are the people who break all kind of social economic whatever norms and they they believe in themselves that they can that their their disability doesn't define them as a person and this is exactly the message that we find in the sura because look at the intention here the intention was to spread the message of islam through influential people all right but but then but then you know the it does not mean that you need someone who's influential a person who is also blind can uh, 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 could do the same so you know, there's this so much remarkable example of 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 fairness and of justice um and treating individual as an individual and not just defining them on on what they have right so that's why you know again as I, as i said earlier that you know this this um that that this was sent down as a teaching as a teaching uh, for him what was the correct method of preaching and in no way the blind man was looked down upon in any way or there was rudeness was shown to him so you know it's like if any kind of mission you have right and you you want to get the message across to people as i mentioned earlier that it's it's quite natural that we all want to head towards the influential people of the society and uh, this is what happened so i guess the attitude is about the attitude was not that that someone was looked down upon it was rather that he was he was at that point irritated because the person was shouting at, at the top of his voice and he not realize what what uh in what um um gathering this person was so i think for me here which is which is for me also one of the most important takeaways is that you know we should always respect and treat everyone equally 
and not reducing them down to what they were, to what they, to what they can and what they can't. And that we are ready to correct our mistakes and not only that, but we make up for them. And as I said, if you would look at the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad you will find multiple examples where he treated not only people with disabilities, but also also weak people in the society with so much love. And he 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 took care of the people who were weak, who who did not have a voice, you know, like and 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 the times we live in, we, we can see how much weak people are marginalized and how much weak people are, are, are used. I was, I was surprised to see today, I came across a, a video of, uh, of the CEO of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, that he has a 700 acre property on, uh, um, on, on, on an island uh, near Hawaii somewhere where there are so many people whose land has been illegally taken, snatched away from them. And he sets up and he sets up a fence around the 700 acre land and these people whose lands are in there they cannot even step on that property anymore because the sign says that it's trespassing and you could be arrested for that so you know this this is where you know you see the people with money and power what can it do to them and just think like this this guy Mark Zuckerberg is not even settled in this island you know perhaps this is his holiday spot or whatever he wants to do with that land but then you know people who live there they, are, they, they cannot do anything because they are weak, because the money speaks. <laughs> so this, this, is, this is the message that I know, and this is for me such an important takeaway, and that we, we should really struggle to destigmatize that disabled people are, are not an important part of the society. You know, they, they, okay, if they cannot see, at least they can hear, they can speak. If they cannot hear or speak, they can at least see. Whatever that is, you know, I'm, I'm not, I think there are different variations, but Allah said that, you know, Allah, Allah and Prophet Muhammad preached that in Islam. That if, that, that there's actually one saying of the Prophet Muhammad that a blind person comes to the Prophet Muhammad and he said that, that, you know, in exchange of the two eyes that you don't have, Allah has already, Allah has given you paradise. Because in that, in that times, you know, the, the paradise and, you know, there were these really, uh, uh, these, these companions of the Prophet, that's, that's what their, their ultimate goal was in their lives, that to be in paradise. So that's what, that's what also Prophet Muhammad was telling them. That, you know, people, people who, also who, do not, who do not have any control of their, on their mind. And if it's out of their control, they will not even be questioned about things that they were not under their control. So they're really, their status in society has been really uplifted compared to what was happening before, the, before that um, civilization at that point. So I, I hope, I hope, I, I think for me, I, I did not even understand. I, I found out about the surah actually two weeks ago, and I, um, excuse me, one, one, one month ago. And I, I was really surprised that this, this, is, this is the topic that actually the surah deals about. And I think it's so beautiful. And I hope and I pray to Allah that he teaches us to instead of cultivating repulsion, it, it, he, uh, we start cultivating empathy and compassion for these people and help them as much as we can. Allah even cursed the person who actually uh, sways the way to a far blind person. Like he completely uh, puts him off, off track. And that we, we develop this mindset and, and these habits of reaching out for people who do not have the blessings that we have, especially of health and having no kind of disability. And I hope that we actively participate and support causes and organizations that are out there giving, giving shelter, giving, providing help and support for these people. 
وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته